What is up, my Sunlight Samurais? In this podcast, I'm going to share with you how to fix Hashimoto with diet, what's the most important dietary things, and also what to do for fat loss. What's the best guidelines that I work by that's going to help someone to lose fat without having to count calories? So I hope you enjoy this podcast. The blood test. Yeah, the blood test. Yeah. Yes, that's I did. I ahead. did look through them. And, oh, that's um, cool. We can look together, maybe. Mm-hmm. So let's start with let's start with the thyroid. Um, yeah. I can see like this is a test you did in uh, the seventeenth of February twenty twenty three. Your free T three was like fifteen, which was way above the reference range. And then the yeah. previous it has, a, it has a reason. I, I so, took T bone. It's the drug. T the reason for the high T three. You know. Yeah. What dose did you take of the T three? I think I took 50 micrograms or sometimes 100 micrograms, but I think it maybe was too much. And now my doctor said, just take T4. It's better we test now T4, 100 micrograms, you know? How long because have you been I doing the T4? 50, uh, since, since I was 25, long time. And I, I, also, I, I always took uh, 50 micrograms, and now I should take 100 micrograms because T4 is so low, yeah? This yeah, is so, strange. We want to test uh, six months, six weeks, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, you, you just want to keep an eye on your T3, depending on how well your body is converting that T4 into T3. Yes, yes, that's right. But on the other hand, on my on my BioCenter, you know, it's from BioCenter, the newest one from today. Okay. And there is the T3 very high, you know? It's, uh, it's about... Yeah, you can you can look maybe inside. I sent it to you in the last mail. I sent it to you the the newest um, blood work. Um, the, this is uh, better. One was that the twenty seventh of February. It it was twenty fourth February. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's when it was fifteen. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty seventh of February. You are right. Correct. Yeah. Hmm? Okay. That's yeah. Right. So that's just because you took like fifteen micrograms of T three. It's possible. Uh, it's a mix of T three and T four and. Uh, so maybe it was too much. So I, I quit with T-bone, you know? Okay. Okay, so yeah. we can talk about thyroid a little bit more uh, later. But the main things that yes. stand out to me is that you have some elevated lymphocytes and then your eosinophils is also elevated. Um, so definitely something going on with the immune system showing that you are allergic to something uh, either in the diet mm-hmm. or in the environment that's stimulating the immune system that way. It could also be gut-related because you said you do mm-hmm. have Hashimoto and this elevated yeah. antiautobodies is also a result of having like an autoimmune response to foods that you're consuming. Typically, it could be, you know, A1 casein, it could be gluten, like grains and whatnot. Those are the common uh, culprit yeah. foods. Um, so we yeah. have to focus on whatever is like causing this immune system dysregulation to fix that. So it's probably yeah. going to be, I want to talk about the diet, and then we can also talk about the lifestyle as well. Great. Yeah. And then free okay. T3 wasn't like bad, but it was a little bit low. And then estradiol was okay. And we're still waiting for zinc, but your copper was okay. So based on the results that you showed, um, definitely want to focus on the gut if there's something there. Calm this immune system down, remove whatever you're allergic to, and then just refine and get the ultimate dose that you need for thyroid. So as you mentioned, like, mm-hmm. is it going to be T4 only? Is it going to be T4, T3 mix? Um, it all depends on how well your body is converting the T4 into T3, but I think like you should be able to get away with T4 only if your body is converting it adequately into T3. And mm-hmm. for that to happen, you want to make sure that you are 
um, not stressed, you are warm, you have enough micronutrients, you have enough zinc and selenium that helps with the conversion, those kind mm -hmm. of stuff. The problem with T4 only is that once you are stressed or you have micronutrient deficiencies, it's not going to convert sufficiently into T3 and it might convert yeah. into reverse T3. So even if you're taking like 50 micrograms of T3 mm -hmm. and your reverse T3 is very high, you will not necessarily feel like you're you're feeling hyperthyroid. It's because that reverse mm -hmm. T3 is blocking the effects of T3. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. So I in, in six weeks, I will do a new blood work. I will send you immediately if I have it. Yeah. And then we check if, if there's uh, if the if, if the how the how the numbers are yeah mm -hmm. yeah that'd be perfect okay so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. let's quickly touch on your diet I want to find out like why is the immune system so dysregulated so maybe we can talk about the the gut first do you have any gut symptoms that might be causing like the immune system to be like that first of all I had um I had uh, I catch the a cold you know I was coughing a lot uh, for about four weeks and I think maybe this can also influence a little bit uh, this numbers I, I had uh, from from yeah I had it four or five weeks yeah this is a thing and um yeah with the with the gut maybe oh I I was I was eating more you know no more bread and more gluten and so on and maybe this can affect it because i um, i was sometimes i was i was quitting it because i, I know gluten can is not so good but then i was re re um uh, yeah taking it back to to my to my uh, daily food but maybe this this can be a problem and uh, yeah maybe so yeah yeah, the, the best way we're going to lower those antibodies is just to remove any food that you might be allergic to. So it's possible that the immune system was that way because that you were mm -hmm. ill. So maybe like mm -hmm. after six weeks, you can re retest, like if you're healthy, like you don't have those cold symptoms anymore. The immune system mm -hmm. will likely look much better, except if you mm -hmm. still have something in the diet that you might be allergic to, that then your eosinophils will still be elevated. So that yeah. yeah, I think like the cold is definitely influencing those results. But yeah, as you said, like... yeah. Bread sure. definitely is going to increase those antibodies. So we want to keep anything that might aggravate the autoimmune response as low as possible. So as I mentioned already, you know, bread. And we can go through elimination process until we like get your mm -hmm. antibodies as low as possible. So bread's going to be mm -hmm. the top one. We have A1 yeah. casein. So that's just a regular dairy. That, so better, um, better A2 casein, yeah? Okay, so you're having A2 casein, right? Yes, we have the possibility here to buy it. Yeah, it's possible. Hmm? Okay, I would shift to that. So the majority yeah, of people okay. get benefits when they switch to A2, but there's still a fraction of people that don't get relief even on A2 milk mm -hmm. and dairy. Okay. So we it's, have to test, yeah? Yeah, we have to test. If it still causes issues, we might have to eliminate. All right, mm -hmm. so the other common food allergen might be like an egg white, but that's not as common as the two above. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then we have other food sensitivities. So the more hypothyroid you are, the more likely you might be to get food sensitivities. Right. So if you're mm -hmm. stressed and mm -hmm. hypothyroid, that's what happened to me. That's when I started getting food sensitivities. Mm -hmm. So then you mm -hmm. might get sensitivities yeah. to nightshade, for example. So like potatoes, mm -hmm. peppers, those kind of stuff, you might get a sensitivity to it. My sensitivity yeah. showed up as dandruff and skin issues. So that, that just like shows an autoimmune response. What what kind of skin issues were it? Dandruff In mostly. Your... Dandruff. And also like red yeah. red um spots and blotches. In my beard yeah. and head and whatnot. So potatoes, for example, you cannot really uh, digest potatoes nightshade good, yes? My my digestion is very good with those foods, but uh -huh. because uh -huh. I still have a sensitivity slightly to it, it's uh -huh. much better now. But in the past, I would get like bad dandruff and these red uh -huh. blotches. So yeah, uh, but it, 
but it's much better now. So, um, so cool, nightshade cool. is a one that you might be sensitive to. Maybe there's different nightshades that you tolerate better than worse. So for example, mm-hmm. chili, I quickly flare up from chili. Then mm-hmm. below chili, we have uh, the potato. And then below potato, I have like mm-hmm. um, the regular bell pepper. That's kind of like my mm-hmm. level of sensitivity. So chili is the worst, potato is the second, bell pepper is like below that. That's kind of like my sensitivity. So this is why it's important okay. to experiment to see like which foods you tolerate the best, even in those food groups yeah. right, so that's nightshade then the other one would could also be lectins your body can also get autoimmune response to lectin rich yeah. foods so i can always send you a document with high and low lectin rich foods so that's yeah. something that i can experiment with and, beans and lentils for example yeah. yeah yeah and it could also be other vegetables that's, as well pardon? that can also be other vegetables as well so it's not just beans and lentils yeah okay okay mm-hmm. yeah all right yeah, so this is very the, kind mm-hmm. This is the majority of things. And then there's a few other ones like oxalates. People can be sensitive to oxalates. And the other one is also salicylic acid. So certain fruits and vegetables contain salicylates that you can also be sensitive, but more so a minority. So the biggest ones like bread and milk, eggs, nightshade, lectins, and this salicylates is kind of like the the order of it. So these are the foods. And potatoes, maybe to test also to, to eliminate potatoes, yes? Yeah, so you can try, like, instead of having potatoes, you can have rice, for example. See, like, which yeah, one yeah. you That's tolerate right. better. Yeah. But ultimately, That's if you still feel like you don't feel optimal, mm-hmm. then you might also have a starch sensitivity, which I think, like, I don't tolerate starches in general very well. I just tolerate yes. fruits and dairy and meat much better. That's possible, yeah. I wanted to test only to eat uh, protein and um, maybe uh, some some leg- legumes, you know, so to, to eliminate starches and to, to test if a little bit like a stone age food, maybe yeah, something like this. <laughs> yeah. you, you can also try uh, more so yeah. low GI vegetables like pumpkin or butternut, zucchini, uh, green beans, yeah. like those kind of foods. Carrots, In- carrots, carrots, carrots also. is also good, but don't cool. make the majority of your diet from that. So I, what I would do is like I made um like I get these packets of frozen vegetables. So it's much easier mm-hmm. just like throw them in a pot and make like stewing beef with, with vegetables. That's a very yeah. easy way to get like those low GI um, filler yeah. foods, so to speak. So I don't really do yeah. much filler foods. I yeah. The majority of my diet consists of meat, milk, eggs, fruit, like banana and honey yeah. and some oysters yeah. and mussels. Uh, yeah. Very occasionally I have organ meat and that's kind of like the bulk. That's what I create the foundation of. Yeah. And liver, this is the foods example. that I... Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. Uh, liver, organ meat, yeah. Liver yeah, I don't. I don't actually have liver that often because the rest of my diet is very nutrient dense. So if I consume uh, milk and and oysters and eggs, I can t- yeah. I consume all of those nutrients. I don't really need to consume uh, organ okay. meat as well. And and honey, you say honey also is okay, yeah. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. So all of those are easy digestible carb sources. I feel the best blood sugar, energy, everything is very stable, and it's a mm-hmm. low allergenic, low inflammatory diet. That's going to give you honey, all the micronutrients. Is, is honey also spiking the, the glucose level? No, for, for my experience, especially mm-hmm. when I combine it with a shake. So let's yeah. say you use a continuous glucose monitor. You can see like, boom, blood sugar is going up. Yes. Boom, it's dropping. I have it. I have it. I have it. Yes. All right. So don't I, be afraid of that spike. These, these spikes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so okay. The spike is fine. But let's say it's uh-huh. going up and it stays high. You don't mm-hmm. want this exaggerated response. You want like ah. an up, down. You want it to be stable. So if you look on a 24-hour period, I can see yeah. like, okay, my blood sugar was more or less stable. So you take yeah. the average of the 24-hour period. 
But let's say yeah. the food is spiking for a prolonged period of time, it will increase the average 24 hour blood sugar. And yeah. then you know, like, oh, okay, uh, I can uh, see maybe like the rice with butter wasn't a good idea because that keeps my yeah. blood sugar elevated for a long period of time. Yes, yes, I see. For example, potato chips elevated my, my blood sugar totally in the night and I was sleeping totally bad. Yeah, it was yeah. really such a bad experience. Only one, one, one bag of potato chips. It was great, uh, crazy, which, which, um, yeah, influence it has. Yeah. yeah. And I was feeling, feeling so crap after so totally poisoned, you know, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, you, you know it. Yeah. Okay. It's unbelievable. But the, the supermarkets are full of this toxic stuff. It's unbelievable how we live here. Huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so I think with you, the things that we want to focus on is want to make sure that we eliminate things that you might be sensitive to. And we want to yeah. eat a diet that's really nutrient dense. Like you, yeah. you can see studies, for example, showing that magnesium or selenium or zinc helps with Hashimoto's. So this mm -hmm. is why I'm suggesting these foods. If you can consume like a goat milk, let's see how you tolerate goat milk. Or yeah. I don't know if you have maybe sheep milk there in Germany. So let's say yeah. like an A A2 milk. And then we add yeah. some oysters if possible. We add organ meat if you can't do the oysters. Do yeah. some red yeah. meat, do some fruit, things that you don't that you tolerate well. Get those yeah. nutrients in. That's not going to yeah. cause inflammation. That's going to be the dual approach to fixing mm -hmm. the Hashimoto's. Great, great. And what about a multivitamin also? A little insurance? What do you say? You can if you want to. Um, just be careful with the excipients. So some people are also sensitive to, for example, silicon dioxide or like the fillers in those supplements yes, yes. and that can okay. then also elevate inflammation it can also elevate the antibodies and the eosinophils yes okay and on my blood work there's the free testosterone i don't know if you see it here it's free testosterone and why is it uh, is it uh, why is it a little bit elevated i don't know when was this test was this the um it, it was also it's the second page of the 27th of, of february Okay, let me it's see. The, the first set and the second uh, the back page. I don't think I, 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 I don't I, think I, you sent that one two. to me. Uh, how high was uh, it? Like was it still in the reference range or over the reference range? It was over the reference range, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, so it, it was, it's likely yeah. that it coincided. Oh, I see. Okay. It's likely yeah. that it coincided with a high T3, the free T3. So once a free oh. T3 was that high, it's gonna yeah. push your free testosterone oh. high as well. That can be a connect. Okay, I see. Very interesting. Yeah. So that's why T3 is so important. It's going to increase your testosterone, free testosterone. That's going to increase your DHT. Yeah. You're going to feel a whole lot better. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Everything is interconnected. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for explaining. And maybe one little last question. Uh, I want to lose some fat, but I have, I have big problems to do it because I was eating a lot of bread and, you know, everything what was tasting good to me, but was not maybe good for my body. And now I put everything in the cellar, you know, and I can now, um, I can... Uh, I have a I can have the possibility to make my fridge, you know, to to lock it, you know. <laughs> it's better for me. I I'm I'm a weak person. <laughs> I lock it now, and I have a special box where I can put it in, and, and after eight hours it opens again, you know, a time box, okay. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't do it. <laughs> I have That's no willpower. <laughs> Food is so so addictive, you know. It's so strong, yeah, and even also sugar and cortex and these things, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so do you have an idea for me? What do you say about intermittent, intermittent fasting, maybe to fast uh, 12 hours or something like this to, to, to increase the fat loss? You know, I want to lose uh, maybe 10 kilos. Yeah, so ultimately it just comes down to eating less. So intermittent yeah. fasting yeah. can be helpful because you're mm -hmm. just limiting the window that you're eating in. So let's say the, the, mm -hmm. the bad thing with intermittent fasting is that yeah. Yeah. 
when you fast, you become really, really hungry and you get yeah. all kinds of cravings. And then the moment you start eating again, it's like, okay, give yeah. me chips, give me like whatever. I'm just going to have some salty yeah. starches and stuff. Yeah. So as yeah. long as you can control your appetite, and let's say your first meal is going to be like ground beef and fried banana, which is going to taste delicious, yeah. or ground beef and um, these frozen vegetables that's low GI, or mm-hmm. even with honey, that's going to be a mm-hmm. good meal that's going to give you protein. It's going to give you salt and carbohydrates. That's going to help to stabilize blood sugar, help with the cravings, and the protein is mm-hmm. satiating. So as long as you mm-hmm. can stick to uh, you know, these, these healthy foods that's going to control the appetite, that's going yeah. to be the, the big deal. So the okay. other thing that I don't really like about intermittent fasting, you at least said like 12 hours. <clears throat> yeah, so if you yeah. can fast 12 hours and then eat 12 hours, that's okay. But the longer you yeah. start to fast, especially if yeah. you're hypothyroid, that can yeah. worsen your thyroid function. So I think yeah, 12, yeah. 12 isn't that bad. But the moment you go to 16, 18 fast and then yeah. shorter eating windows, that can become detrimental. So just Ma- keep maximum, an eye on. Maximum. Yeah, maximum. yeah. So let's say you do the intermittent fasting and you feel like, okay, my hands and feet is getting cold. And I'm mm-hmm. starting yeah. to feel more brain fog and my sleep is maybe going bad. Like, mm-hmm. okay, shorten that window. You shouldn't be fasting that long. I see. Okay, very good to know. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and so okay, that's ultimately, cool. like, as I mentioned, like it, when it comes to fat loss, you want to be eating less and you want to have an idea of how much you're eating on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then my general guidelines for fat loss is you want to make sure you eat foods that is satiating. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. going to be like ground beef. It's going to be eggs. It's going to be mm-hmm. uh, Greek yogurt. Those stuff mm-hmm. is going to be mm-hmm. the most satiating. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, you want to make sure um, you want you want to make sure you stabilize your blood sugar because the moment you start having those fluctuations, so let, let's say you eat mm-hmm. candy or you eat chips, that's not going to be satiating. So within like thirty minutes, like hmm, maybe I want some more chips, right? Yeah. And so, there are cravings. If you eat shit, then you get the cravings even more because of these spikes. Yeah. That's yeah. Exactly. Really a so, bad, yeah, bad cycle, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the two most important things, eat for satiety, stabilize blood sugar. If you can mm-hmm. do that, you're going to help, you're going to um, lose weight. And then the other trick yeah. is don't eat because you <clears throat> have to eat or maybe you want yeah. to eat. Like this is very important to become in tune with your satiety signals in the body. Mm-hmm. Most people mm-hmm. like get bored, like I want to eat or, you know, like we don't have a real starvation signal before we eat. So I try to train mm-hmm. myself that as well. It's like, mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I feel cravings, but am I hungry? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I'm hungry. Like, okay, would you eat an apple? Would you eat a banana? It's like, no, I wouldn't. But then you're not really hungry. If you're like really hungry, you would mm-hmm. eat basically anything. So it's mm-hmm. it's about becoming in tune with, mm-hmm. am I really hungry before I eat? And then also, mm-hmm. like, let's say you, you put food in your plate. And it's like, mm-hmm. okay, halfway through, no, I'm not really hungry anymore, but I have all this food. So I'm just going to finish it all. So what mm-hmm. you can do is you can make smaller portions as well. And then you will realize yeah. like, oh, I'm actually satiated with a smaller portion. So it's all about like becoming aware, learning your body. When am yeah. I really hungry? How much do I really need to eat? What is yeah. the base for stabilizing my blood sugar? What's the base for stabilizing my uh, satiety and stuff? That's kind of like the, the four cool, most important cool. things. Very cool thing. Because sometimes I think I eat as a, as a compensation. Yeah, food is more easy to get than love. Yeah, it's more easy. <laughs> it's a pity and uh yeah sometimes i i, I see myself we go to when i go to the fridge out of maybe i'm bored or something like this or frustrated and then it's locked you know and i i i i, I see wow you you always go there because it's, it's uh you are frustrated or something like this so it's a question of, of awareness of consciousness huh yeah yeah the other important thing is that you can also and this is maybe that's things that we can work on later on is that mm-hmm. let's say i'm i'm drinking mostly milk that day Mm-hmm. I will definitely start to get salt cravings later in the day. 
if I only mm -hmm. have milk. So mm -hmm. it's really important to start the day in a way that's going to reduce your cravings later in the day. So as I mentioned, yeah. let's say you do intermittent fasting, you become hungry, yeah. hungry, 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 and then you crave yeah. like junk mm -hmm. and then eat junk. So yeah. this is the same thing. Let's say I don't really have salt and whatnot in the morning, then I will really start to crave it, but I start to crave chips. So it's not mm -hmm. any kind of salt. It's like salty chips. Mm -hmm. That's what I start to crave, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have to become aware of it. So, okay, so if I eat meat with salt, I don't crave that later in the day. Ah, okay, yeah. So you That's must cool. like think ahead of your cravings. Yes, I, I found one little uh, thing because I, sometimes I do my tea with some MCT oil inside, you know, and some um, some um, protein of um, of collagen collagenic protein, yeah, collagen, and and then I, I take some active coral, you know, active coral, the black thing, yeah. and then I think the cravings are not there, yeah, and and this is a trick for me to to then I'm till fifteen o'clock or three o'clock p.m. I'm not hungry, you know. And these yeah. cravings are not there. Maybe it's also a possibility to do this. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Like anything that helps to reduce hunger or cravings specifically. Yeah. Like hunger is one thing, but cravings is another thing. <laughs> like yeah. it's easier to yeah. say no to hunger, but it's harder to say no to cravings, right? So yeah, they're very anything... strong. Yeah. 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 So reduce those <laughs> cravings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Okay, but uh, as you said, maybe we can work on this a little bit uh, in future. How to how to have a good uh, morning start if these cravings are not coming? I think this is a very good strategy. Maybe also to have salt in the morning. It's a very cool idea. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So we can like I can give you like about three or so breakfast ideas that you can do that's yeah. easy to implement that's going to help you reduce those cravings. So I have like three yeah. or so recipes that's great for stabilizing blood sugar. Like yeah. I'm a big believer in you have to start the day strong. The stronger yeah. you start it, the more stress resilient you become later in the day. You you feel yeah. better. You're more stress resilient. You have less cravings. So. Breakfast yeah. is pretty much a big deal, in my opinion. Yeah, that's very cool. I also have this um, this monitor here. Maybe I can see it, you know. Yeah. And it's 104. And today I was eating not so much crap, you know. Sometimes it spikes so much and it's very elevated, you know. Yeah. The blood sugar, the glucose, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so you say it's better to have a low glucose level, yeah? Low yeah, you want to be around 80-90, yeah. 80-90, yeah. So as if you're fasting, as, as, as if you eat nothing, yeah? That's yeah. perfect, yeah? I, I would be interested to see what would happen if you take 300 milligrams of aspirin with each meal and see what happens to that uh, blood sugar. I'm as pretty sure it's going to be lower. Aspirin? Yeah. So it's going to block ah. lipolysis. One of the biggest reasons why people have elevated uh, blood sugar in the morning is because they yeah. have elevated lipolysis. So these free fatty acids in yeah. the blood that is then competing for glucose and that's elevating the glucose in the blood. So you're creating a set of oh, insulin yeah. resistance overnight. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. so yeah. so this is, again, the problem with intermittent fasting is like, okay, I'm going to fast so I can be burning fat, right? Mm -hmm. But the, the thing is your body is already not burning the fat. That's why you have mm -hmm. elevated free fatty acids in the blood. So yes. fasting yes. is and is, can be counterproductive because you're yeah. reinforcing that yeah. negative uh you know, elevation in free fatty acids. So that's why I'm suggesting the aspirin, it will block lipolysis mm -hmm. and you will see your, your fasting blood sugar will drop into cool, like cool. the 80, 90 range. Yeah, so give that a shot, 80, keep it posted. That's a very cool idea. And metformin also show low it. My doctor said some people take metformin in the model scene because they want to lose body fat. Is it also positive? Is it's it like aspirin? Metformin? Yeah, metformin, in my opinion, isn't as strong as the aspirin. Aspirin is going to block lipolysis okay. and get your blood sugar down faster. I will do it. I will do it. So with every meal, I take 300 milligram aspirin, yeah? Yeah, so I let's say you it. eat yeah. three main meals. Three main meals and try that out.
Yeah, thank you so much. That's great. Okay, so many good tips. Thank you very much for this. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I'm a big fan of you. All right. I saw when you when you are jumping around the tree, you know, at uh, Instagram. It was so cool. You're jumping <laughs> off. It's unbelievable what you do. It's really That's wonderful. Great. Awesome, man. <laughs>